he ain't shit, and his food probably matches his work ethic. Horrible, pathetic, and slow. Mic drop, bitch. What do you call someone who refuses to fart in public? A private tutor. <laughs> I have no idea why you guys listen to this podcast. What's up, P silly listeners? Welcome to the podcast that takes its silliness seriously. The Professionally Silly Podcast. I'm your audible boo-fang, Amber Smiles Jones. And uh, this is the podcast where we shoot the shit where comedy community topic that we discuss. So shout out to all of my listeners, my OG listeners, and my newbies. All right, because I gotta tell you, there is a lot. There is a lot that we're gonna discuss today. As you know from last week, I gave you guys a bonus episode and we went, it was a week before that. I don't even know what day it is. But the last episode I posted, I told you guys we're gonna be changing when I post these podcasts. You know, just kind of tweak things a bit and see what works best. You know, this is the time where I'll be posting a part one and part two podcast episodes. I'm really excited about giving this a shot. So, yay! All right, so, anyways, there's a lot to discuss. I don't even know. Where- I don't even know where to begin. All I can be sure of is there are there's just a lot of people in this world that have lost their minds. The internet has done it again and has provided us with some shit to shoot. So let's go ahead and shoot it, <laughs> okay? As always, before we get started, do me a favor and help this podcast grow by giving it a five-star and written review on whichever platform that you're listening to. Hook up your audible boo thing with the opportunity to earn more listeners to grow. That's the dream, man, for your content that you're creating to do so well that it can be your full-time job. Oh my God, that is the dream. <laughs> your review does way more than you think. So if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and download episodes so you can get pro silly with me without needing Wi-Fi or data. Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. I like that. It is indeed marvelous. An irony-free zone where everything is beautiful and nothing hurts. Where everybody, regardless of race, creed, color, or degree of inebriation, is welcomed. Its warm yellow glow, a beacon of hope and salvation, inviting the hungry, the lost, the seriously hammered, all across the South to come inside. A place of safety and nourishment. It never closes. It is always, always faithful, always there for you. know if you guys have ever been to a waffle house it's a southern thing baby i won't lie i I missed it when i was living in los angeles they didn't have any waffle house there at least not that i saw and uh they had uh ihop which is trash i'm sorry ihop is trash the only thing that's good about ihop are their pancakes Uh, everything else mm, well they got a good bacon but that's about it and denny's denny's ain't it's not horrible they got the grand slam but it's not waffle house that's the thing Okay, delicious food for cheap. That's Waffle House. I love it. That is my food of choice to soak up the alcohol that I consume. It's 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 my go-to. <laughs> but recently, Waffle House, or at least a specific Waffle House, can kiss my ass. I meant it. I, I feel like I really 
pronounce the word kiss and ass super hard. I wanted you to understand how annoyed I am with this. So I went to the Waffle House in Lake City, Georgia. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving you the location. Fuck them. And let me say, I will never go there again. Never. They are supposedly open 24 hours and I decided to stop by for bacon and eggs before work. And it was about like 4 a.m. You know what I'm saying? Because the place I work is like in the vicinity. So I, I actually woke up earlier so I could get up and get dressed and have that extra time to go to Waffle House to get said bacon and eggs because I was thinking about it. I was like, ooh, that'd be a good way to start my day. Yum, right? So I decided to go ahead and uh, check it out. They're supposedly open 24 hours. Okay. But they weren't clearly, or maybe they're choosing not to be open for me. That's what it felt like. So I was starving and I needed to eat something before work. I pull up into the parking lot. I park my car and I head through the parking lot. I'm not, I don't even get past the bumper, the rear end of my car, my car's ass. Okay. The bumper, the rear end right there. I don't even get past that. As I'm headed inside, I can see through the huge window that's in front of the building. Every Waffle House, if you know what, if you know what a Waffle House looks like, chances are there's big ass windows you can actually see inside, especially when it's still dark outside, right? So anyways, I'm looking through this huge window and, and you know, that's in front of the building and there are about five customers inside and one of them is receiving their to-go order and she's about to leave. And the other four look like they were waiting to be seated or something. I don't really know. They were sitting in those chairs that were pressed up against the window. And there was a cook, a black guy, that was looking at me, walk towards the store. And he motions with his hands that I can't come in. Does that move where he shakes his, his hand no near the front of his neck? Like, you know, if you're cutting your head off with your own, with your, with your hands. Yeah, I don't know why that would be how I would do that. But he's taking my his head. No, he, he then shoes me away with his hand to make sure I knew not to come inside. Now, everyone sitting down at these chairs, they turn to look at me because they're initially their back is facing me. And then they turn to look at me and they all started laughing. It was embarrassing and annoying as fuck. He shooed me away like a stray animal. And that shit pissed me off. It was disrespectful as hell. I was furious, y'all. And I was hungry. And not to mention I was tired. I woke up earlier just so I can have this bacon and eggs. You understand? I was so upset. I actually took the time to locate my old Yelp account that I honestly haven't used in a few years. And I laid in. Okay, I got it off my chest only to find out later that many people have had bad experiences at this particular location. Okay, so get this. I actually went to a different Waffle House this morning before work because I still hadn't gotten my bacon and egg, you know, <laughs> feel that I wanted. I go inside. You know, I ended up getting some cheese eggs, bacon, and an orange juice. Boom. Okay. I was satisfied. I was happy, but I was kind of reluctant to even go in there to begin with, even though it was a different Waffle House. Yeah, I had Waffle House PTSD. Okay. And I went back in time to when I was shooed away like a stray animal. Okay. And I almost didn't even pull up into the parking lot. I almost was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go to work. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? But I decided to give it a shot. Everything went fine. The two women working there were super sweet. One of them had tattoos everywhere. She was so cool. She was like a rock star. Oh my gosh, she was so awesome. And, and I said, what am I, 12? She's so cool. I want to hang out with her. All the cool kids are doing it. You know, whatever. So anyways, I, I told them about my experience at that shitty Waffle House that was down the road. And they were like, yeah, people complain about them all the time. Yeah, they tell us all the time about how horrible the service is and blah, 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 blah. They were so kind to me. Hell, I tipped them 50% just because they did their job. 
that's how low my bar was for this particular Waffle House because the other spot treated me so poorly. I was just relieved they let me inside, honestly. They, <laughs> then when I got inside, they were kind enough to take my order, cook my order, serve it to me, and then have a conversation with me. I was taken aback. I, that's the Waffle House I know. The Southern Hospitality <laughs> with a side of clogged arteries. I love it. So Waffle House, if you're listening, I forgive you. Just fire that asshole cook at the shitty Waffle House in Lake City. He ain't shit. And his food probably matches his work ethic. Horrible, pathetic, and slow. Mic drop, bitch. Anyways. <laughs> Honestly, I don't want that man to, to lose his job. I just want him to just be better at his job. Because he doesn't even realize this. And if he did, honestly, he seems like the kind of person who would not give two shits. And and I got to tell you, man, he he kind of fucked up my whole day. My whole day. You know what I'm saying? And then like after that, I went to work hungry. I was busy as shit. So I didn't get a chance to eat anything for the entire day. That bacon and eggs was my go-to. That was going to save me for the whole day. I had a busy, busy day that day. And I, I didn't even eat until like after I got home. I think that day I had ended up doing some overtime. I didn't even get home until like after three, which is wild because I'm normally off work at 1.30. It was, it was just a bad day. And he aided to that. Now, I, I, I can't put it all on him because I did allow his bullshit to fuck with my day. But when you're hungry, tired, and you have to be at work at 5 a.m. So you got to wake up two hours early just to get there on time. You're not in the mood to put up with people's shit. And it's sometimes hard not to let assholes get to you. Okay. <laughs> that asshole got to me. So I, I tell you this to say, listen, it's not your responsibility to make everyone's day. It's not your responsibility to do anybody any favors. It, technically, it's not. But it is lovely. It is nice. And it makes your day when people do simple things like give you good customer service or hold a door for you or say hello and smile or something like that. There's something about those small, those small actions of kindness that that can really change your entire day. You know, I don't know who hurt that motherfucker at that Waffle House. Okay. I do know this, according to, to, to Twitter and TikTok, the last thing that you want to do is piss off a Waffle House cook. Them motherfuckers can scrap. You understand, <laughs> boy? They will square up and give you a two-piece and a biscuit but before you even know it. <laughs> but shit, man. I don't know what his issue was, but you know what? It is what it is. Fuck that Waffle House. The best part about living in Georgia is that there is a Waffle House everywhere. I don't have to go to that place to get my clogged artery fix. I probably should have ended this segment on mic drop, bitch. That was, yeah, that would have been better. Have you, have you ever had an embarrassing moment where you see someone on the street that you think you know, and you wave at them and they just look at you like you're an idiot? Like they look around like, who is this bitch doing? I don't know that nigga. You know what I'm saying? 
I certainly have experienced that and uh, many times in my life, actually. And I want to share, I want to share this with you guys. But the only thing is, it wasn't a person who didn't recognize me. It was my own phone. Okay, so I have an iPhone 13 that I just recently bought and I'm actually still paying it off and doing like a little monthly thing. So for you Android users out there, I did, okay, first of all, that came off kind of weird. For you Android users out there, why would I say that? You know, black folk get mad, we be like, you people, I'm gonna go, you Android users. For people who use Androids, see, that sounds better. Okay, although I don't understand why you're using those. It has... <laughs> iPhone 13 and I think a few phones before them uh, it has the the facial recognition thing where you hold your phone up to your face and you can scan your face and it unlocks itself literally that's what it does your phone it opens up you don't have to put in the code or nothing it's like the thumbprint but it's like on another level okay so anyways so I I wake up one morning uh, this week actually and I hold the phone up to my face and it usually opens immediately. This time, my phone didn't unlock itself. Okay, I was trying to find a podcast to listen to while I get dressed. I like to do that. And if I'm if I'm being honest, the fact that my phone didn't unlock itself when I showed my phone my face, that that shit it hurt my feelings. Okay, fam, my phone low key disrespected me. My phone said, bitch, I don't know who the fuck you are. You look like complete shit this morning. You thought you can just, you can just put your ugly ass morning face up to me and I would just open up to you, bitch. I'm not for the streets. You, you not getting Amber's phone, son. Trust and believe, all right? Now go wash your face. You look like a big bowl of hell no. The fuck she thought this was? I feel like my phone said all those things to me by simply not unlocking itself. <laughs> Yo, you ever been so ugly that your phone was just like, who the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's disrespectful. First of all, okay, I paid a lot of money for you, bitch, and you been. <laughs> I looked so bad that my phone refused to recognize me. Ain't that some disrespectful shit? I am offended. <laughs> I feel rejected. I feel rejected as hell. Oh my God. I have some interesting news. If you are a true crime addict like myself, if you are just a crime junkie, Oh, that's a podcast. Check that out. Check them out. Crime Junkie Podcast with Ashley Flowers and Brett Brett. Okay, so this news that I'm about to share with you will most likely excite you if you love true crime. And it uh, certainly excites me. Maybe I worded all that wrong. Let me just tell you what's going on. Anand Saeed is a free man. Okay, if you're a true crime freak, if you know that story, you get how monumentally amazing that is. He was released from prison. Okay, now if you don't know who uh, Anand Saeed is and never heard of his case, I am I'm 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 low key. Okay, now I'm I'm like I'm high key judging you because I'm an asshole. <laughs> I don't know you don't know this. At least I'm admitting I'm an asshole. Give me a break. Adnan Saeed is a free man. So if you don't know who he is, let me explain to you. Adnan Saeed was convicted of strangling 
and killing his ex-girlfriend, Hei Min Lee. She was a Korean student at his high school. And this was in Baltimore, Maryland. He was a senior. And I mean, the prosecution did everything they could to make sure that Adnan went to prison. I won't go over the entire case because there are so many layers and levels to this case. Holy shit. I just, we don't have the time. That would be like a 13 part episode. There's just no way to cover it in one. It's just too much. Anon, he is, I believe he's Arabic, I believe is what he is. And if I'm not mistaken, he's also Muslim. If you're interested, the podcast Serial is the perfect place to learn about this insane case. They did so much digging. Oh my God. The podcast Serial really, really, really helps you understand how this case worked, what was wrong with it. Interviews were held, all kinds of things. It was just amazing. Actually, I believe that it was this particular case that not only blew this podcast up in a good way, but it also uh, put a lot of eyes on this case and forced the hand of many people. This case became known nationwide, hell, maybe even worldwide. The entire case was pretty much based on one witness. One witness, his supposed friend, Jay is his name, who knew way too much about a crime that he claimed he helped Adnan commit. Now, honestly, I think Jay is the guy who did it. That I've always thought that. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's that's what it's looking like to me. You know what I'm saying? Because he knew a lot about this crime that he claimed that Adnan did. He had too much information. So anyways... Adnan was only 17 years old when he was charged, and a year later, he was sentenced to life. So he was 18. His case was full of reasonable doubt, full. Heyman Lee, that's the young lady who passed, who was killed, certainly matters, okay? Heyman Lee matters, and her death was not handled correctly in my eyes. And as far as I'm concerned, her killer is still free. Now, I'm not a detective. I'm not a prosecutor. I'm not a defense attorney. I'm nothing to do with law and order. I, I enjoy the show. I like true crime, but I'm, I'm, I'm barely even an armchair detective. I just listen and sometimes I talk about it. But anyways, I don't think they ever had the right man locked up behind bars. I don't. I really don't. Anyway, so his case was full of reasonable doubt. The issue that I have with this is, is if Adnan really didn't do this, then that means her killer has been out for like 20 plus years. Her killer is still free. I'm telling y'all, y'all need to listen to Serial and let me know what you think. By the way, it's Serial, S-E-R-I-A-L, Serial, like serial killer. Adnan, he's finally out and he served over 20 years. He was 18 when he was put in prison for the rest of his life, for life, he is now 41 years old. Now, as of now, his conviction has been vacated. The prosecutors, apparently they kept inf information about alternative suspects from Adnan's lawyers. Okay, now I don't know whether or not there will be a new trial or if they will drop the charges completely as of recording this podcast episode. So after all the attention that the podcast serial brought to this case, they may tread lightly from here on out because they know the true crime community and the world are watching. I'm watching. 
I will be following this case extremely closely. I may mention it every now and then in this podcast, uh, but we're not, I mean, I'm not going to do a deep dive into it because there's just too many layers. I don't have the time to go through all of that. And uh, I don't have the time. That would be really <laughs> the research alone. It would take me days probably weeks. My God. And I'm going to say this, and I'm sure many of you agree with me when I say this, but I, I can't even imagine what he and his family are going through. And the same goes for Heyman Lee's family as well. I can't speak on how they feel. I can only imagine that something like this can't be easy for them. They they have to keep reliving one of the most horrible, horrible times of their lives, a tragedy that no parent wants to go through, all because the prosecution was more interested in getting a conviction than doing their job and being sure that they had the right person in prison and not an innocent man that's been locked away for 20 plus years. And the thing is, there are a lot of innocent people who are locked up for crimes that they didn't commit. And it is horrible. Podcasts like Serial and Crime Junkie and My Favorite Murder and even the I Said Goddamn podcast has done a, a few episodes that has gotten the attention of people. These podcasts and these docu-series and these movies and all this stuff, they, they can shine a light on cases that need that attention. I have no idea how this will go, but I hope that Ednan, Ednan is given a fair trial at the very least so his innocence can be proven or the charges dropped. If in some bizarre world, he's actually guilty and he did kill this young lady, then yeah, he should be locked up. But I honestly don't think that that's the case. Once again, guys, check out the Serial podcast and listen to the Adnan Saeed episodes. I think it's like season two. It will open your eyes to exactly why he has been released. I want to say prayers, prayers up to the Lee family and the Saeed family, I cannot even imagine. Just imagine thinking that your your child's killer is locked away, or maybe they didn't think that that Adnan did it, or maybe they just accepted that maybe he did it. It was just nice to have some sort of closure so they can begin to move on. But now they have ripped the Band-Aid off of a gaping wound that is not healed. And now there's even more question marks being held in the air right now because the prosecution didn't do their fucking job. And that is the case in a lot of, of convictions that are out there. You would be surprised as to how many people are actually in prison right now that are innocent. Alexa, tell me the percentage of people who were locked up in prison who are actually innocent. Here's something I found on the web. According to CourseBureau.com, Reliable estimates show that between 2 and 5% of people in prison are innocent, which translates into tens of thousands of people. You hear that? That's a lot of people. And a lot of them are locked up in there simply because the prosecution or police or maybe even their own defense attorneys did not do their jobs properly. They just wanted to get in a conviction. They just wanted to get through this case. They just wanted to close it. They didn't care who went down for it. And I got to be honest with you, a lot of those people, I'm not saying all, obviously, but a lot of those people are people of color, people from poor communities who can't afford bail and who can't afford great attorneys and all that good stuff. And it is just, it is an eye opener. It really is. 
I, I, I could get deeper into this particular subject, obviously. I mean, it's from false confessions to planting evidence to just plain lies. There's a lot of reasons why people can be can be locked up in prison who shouldn't be in prison. So anyways, like I was saying before, prayers up to the Lee family and the Saeed family. I cannot even imagine. It's the Professionally Silly Podcast. We're going to go to a to a little lighter note here, but it's also kind of serious too. Up next, it's a trend on TikTok that actually has the FDA involved. Let's talk about it. It's the Professionally Silly Podcast. I have an important PSA that I'm shocked that I even have to say. Um, please, please do not cook your chicken in NyQuil. Don't, you know, why the fuck do I even have to say this? You know what? I, I, I feel like I know exactly why. Cause we live in a time where people choke each other to get high. Like that was a thing that was going around for a while. People were like choking each other out and holding their breath and compressing their chest so they can get high. Like that lightheaded feeling, it's crazy. And we're in a world where people set themselves on fire so they can have viral videos where people eat Tide Pods. Why? Why? Just why? <laughs> it has to be the same people. These are the, they're all cut from the same cloth. What the hell? My question to you is, um, what are they gonna do next? What's next? Do shots of wood cleaner? This is crazy. This is crazy. Pine salt should not be in your shot glass right now. Pour that out right now. If you are confused by my rant, please allow me to explain. People are cooking chicken in NyQuil. I cannot get clearer than that. You heard me say it before. I feel like I had to repeat it because it's crazy. The over-the-counter medicine that you take in order to sleep when you're when you're sick, this is this has become a viral thing on TikTok. It's crazy. The video can be found anywhere, honestly. Just Google NyQuil chicken or sleepy chicken and that shit. It'll be right there. Another trend is making the rounds now. This one has teens cooking chicken in NyQuil. Obviously, it's dangerous, but the FDA says it has seen enough cases that it was actually forced to issue a warning today. Some people online are willing to go to great and dangerous lengths all to chase some kind of high. Many videos have appeared on social media showing people cooking chicken in cold medicine. Those antihistamines make most sleepy, but for some, they can cause hallucinations. Doctors say boiling the NyQuil changes its properties and makes it even more concentrated and dangerous. Breathing in the steam alone can damage your lungs and send someone to the hospital. And we're back now with something I never imagined we would have to say here on TV. Don't cook chicken in NyQuil. Kind of goes without saying, but uh, yeah, we're talking about NyQuil, the same stuff that you take when you're feeling crummy. Apparently, there's a new social media challenge now that is encouraging people to cook their chicken in the cough syrup. Here's the thing. That's really dangerous. So please stick to the regular seasonings when cooking. 
and tell other people the same thing if you see them talking about this or contemplating it on social media. Not a good idea. So clearly, clearly the FDA is involved. So let's let's please do better world, internet, whatever. Now, a lot of people are pissed at TikTok for even having the video on their platform. I honestly don't think TikTok asked anyone to film nor post a video of them cooking their chicken and NyQuil, the liabilities alone. But I am annoyed because they will delete mute or shadow ban videos that don't violate their rules, but shit like sleepy chicken, that's a thing that, that, that goes viral. I, I've had to appeal videos that shouldn't have been removed in the first place. Okay. One time I was actually making pork chops with my cousin, Chris, and they muted the video and shadow banned it. I have no idea why they actually refused my appeal. That's crazy. And then they removed it. I don't even get it. And then I, then there are videos that I do appeal and they are restored almost as quickly as they went down. It's annoying as fuck because some people, they're the trolls out there who go on TikTok and just report videos for whatever the fuck reason that they think it's crazy. I had a paranormal black activity video on my paranormal black activity one uh, TikTok page and it was a trailer for the last video that my cousin Chris and I did. Someone reported it for like harassment or bullying or something. And I was talking to spirits. I don't, I, I was literally doing a paranormal investigation. I <laughs> And I, I appealed that video and literally, I don't know, maybe 30 seconds later, the video was back because they realized, yeah, this, this has no merit. I just, I got lucky on those. And sometimes it takes even longer for my videos to get back or they, they stay shadow banned or muted, or they just completely delete them. It's 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 so annoying because you put so much work, so much creativity, and so much energy behind some content, and then you got some asshole who's like, "Let me just ruin your day." You know, it's crazy. It's really annoying. You know, but listen, please don't cook your chicken in Nyquil. I just my my question is, what was that person doing? Like, what was the thought process of thinking? Oh, you know, we'll be good in this chicken Nyquil. Like when we say white people, we want you to season your food. We met with seasoning. Y'all doing something like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I hate to say it, but if you are a person of color, and even if you're not, say with me, people, this is some white people shit. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna regret that one. <laughs> but yes, don't, don't cook your chicken in NyQuil. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Is it? Mellow has returned. Uh, uh, Bam! <laughs> yeah, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How you been? I've been, you know, good. You know, work's a little draining, but I'm still here. Yeah. Yeah, we did half a podcast without your ass. Well, I've been working. Yes. Okay. <laughs> blah 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 yada 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 no <laughs> <laughs> so he's decided to join us not just for the end of this part one podcast episode but, but he's got some stories of his own for part two 
of this podcast. So this is going to be next Friday. So get ready because Mello's got some stuff going down and I will reveal a little bit of what we're going to discuss mm. next week at the end of this episode. So stay tuned. So I don't know if you guys uh, know who Post Malone is. He is a music artist, right? He's, he's the white dude with all the tattoos and stuff. I actually, I like his music. He's kind of cool. I, I like his too. music. So I don't know if you guys saw that Post uh, Malone video where he was badly injured after he fell on stage during a show in St. Louis. Now, I I saw the video. I saw this fall. And let me tell you, he fell hard. I mean, flat on his face, right? Hard. Have you seen it? I mean, I saw him scrolling Instagram. I'm at the, I'm at the show you. So it looked like he, he literally knocked the air out of himself and it took him... It looked like he broke his ribs, if I'm being honest with you, the way he fell. Wow. So Post Malone stepped into an open trap door that was on the stage. Now, the trap door was being used to actually lower his guitar after he was finished using it. Now, these trap doors are used often in concerts. It's supposed to help get rid of things and make other things reappear quickly. Mm -hmm. They have everything all set up already. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can also totally understand him not seeing it. I mean, it's bright as fuck on stage. I don't know if you've ever been on a stage before, anyone listening or even you, Mello, but when those lights are on you, you can't see shit. Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> you it's can't hot. see shit. You're it's hot. Like going through it. Yeah, the, the energy is crazy. The crowd is going wild. Everybody's having such a great time. So there's a good chance that he thought that it was already closed or maybe he was closer to it than he thought he was. Anyways, when he fell, he couldn't even get up for a while, bro. Like he was, <laughs> he was down there for a second. He had to lay there. He was immobilized. Yeah, he was. He was, and he needed help to get off the stage. So, anyways, he went backstage for about fifteen minutes. But you know what? Before we get to that, okay. let me show you the video because you haven't seen it. There's a trap door right there. See that? Yeah. Like he fell straight yeah. on his ribs from yeah. a really high, high height up. Yeah. You know, I mean that that he fell hard. Now look how long he stays down. He is writhing in pain, like he can he can't move. They they finally turn off the music and and all that stuff so they can get him. Why are you laughing? Because they did it late. <laughs> yeah, it took took him a while. I was like, oh, he's lip syncing. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but, they did it late. Yeah, yeah. But, you know they did. They, but they thought they probably day. thought he was gonna get up or something. But that nigga was not getting and up. they definitely weren't as close to him as they should have been if it took him that long to get yeah. to him. Like, what if that was the, what, the president? No. Oh. No. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see Biden on stage, you know, <laughs> making I remember music. when some guy started, like, took his boots off and started throwing them at George Bush. And it took, like, Secret Service, like, hell long to run oh, in there. Oh, yeah. You remember that yeah. shit? I think it was, like, in Iraq oh, or some shit. That takes me back. Yeah, those good old days. The good old days. That's when people respected the press. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man, how far we've gone. You know. So, anyways, Post Malone, he goes backstage for about 15 minutes and then, get this, this man came back mm. and kept performing. I wouldn't have did that. Yeah, like he did, he did. And it wasn't a it wasn't a full show, the full show that he that he wanted to do because he was in a lot of pain, but he, he explained to the crowd when he returned to the stage, yo, I fell into a big ass hole in the stage. So he uh he did go to the hospital mm-hmm. and doctors said that he should be okay. However, he he did bruise multiple ribs. Now he shared a video thanking his fans and even apologizing to them because he couldn't give them the show they deserve. Apologizing, like that's not nobody's fault. Yeah, obviously, but he just felt bad. We're all gonna blame the motherfucker who's coordinating 
closing that motherfucker, right? Facts, facts. That's but you know, I, the man's a class act. That's just who Post no, Malone is. No, no, no. The man, the engineer that was supposed to close that hole after that guitar went down, you need to be fired and sued. <laughs> facts. But I mean, for Post Malone too, it just doesn't surprise me that he would do that. That's just who he is. I'm not apologizing. Did I fucking ask for your apology? No. <laughs> hey, St. Louis. Um, fucking love you guys so much. Thank you for the patience. Thank you for putting up with uh, my dumb ass. There was a big, uh, so whenever we do the acoustic part of the show, the guitar's on the guitar stand and it goes down and um, there's this big asshole. So I go around there and I turn the corner and bust my ass and um, winded me pretty good, um, got me pretty good. And we just got back from the hospital um, and everything's good. Everything's good. They gave me some some pain meds and everything, so um, we can keep kicking ass on the tour. I just want to apologize uh, to everyone in St. Louis, and I want to say thank you guys so much for coming to the show. And next time I'm around this way, um, we're gonna do a two-hour show for you, so we can make up for um, the couple missed songs that we missed. And um, thank you guys for your support, and thank you for your love, and and thanks for hanging around. Um, uh, even though I got my ass kicked by myself. So um, I love you guys so much. Thank you, man. Have a great night. Thank you, St. Louis. So when he got back, uh, when he got back on stage, he actually gave the trap door the finger while he was performing. He was like, fuck you, trap door. And he just, right. he kept it going. So yo, good for him. I'm glad he's okay. Yo, it's the Professionally Silly Podcast. Sip my water. How's, how's it sound? It sounds great. Hydration was missing earlier. First of all, okay, we weren't going to talk about that. Why let's, you? Why you gotta? Let's talk about it. Oh, you want to pod right now? Because we can do. Th- okay, all right. Listen, I made a mistake. <laughs> I misplaced my water bottle. Accused me. Of course, because you fucking moved it. Accused me. I know you moved it. I didn't touch it. Yes, you did. I did not. Then how did it end up in the laundry basket? Why would I throw it in the laundry basket? Why wouldn't you? Why would I? Because you're you. No, I'm not. And we have this weird prank war going on. No, we so don't. Yes, we do. I would never do you that. You literally hydration. came out of the dark of my bedroom and scared the shit out of me yesterday. Yeah, that's the dark of your bedroom. <laughs> All the lights were off in here, and it was like every place else, which made it even darker in here. Wasn't it great? It was terrifying. Wasn't it great? I loved it. it <laughs> you were like, whoa! I will get you back. I mean, it's kind of hard to. No. Yeah. No, I've I've gotten you a few times. No, yeah, but I mean, you're kind of lacking as it's a lady. On you, son of a bitch. Hey. <laughs> All right, so we got another segment here. You guys know how much I love the smokinggun.com. It's one of my oh. favorite sites to check out. And so we got something here. It was posted on September 20th of 2022. So it was pretty recent. And the headline that grabbed my eye was motorcyclist jailed for trying to impress first date with high-speed police chase. <laughs> Great. I love it already. <laughs> so it says the motorcyclist who led cops on a high-speed chase because he was trying to show off for a female passenger with whom he was on a first date, has pleaded guilty to a felony charge and will serve two months in jail. Love it. Guess where it happened? Florida. Of course it did. 
Florida. I knew it. It's you always know a Floridian. what happens in Florida. Always a Floridian. Oh, of course. I don't know what type <laughs> of models and standards with some fucks in the water, but God damn it, they're always on some fuck shit. I love it. Florida is busy. Always. So Taylor Beverly, a 23-year-old Tampa resident, copped Thursday to a, to a fleeing or eluding charge in connection <laughs> with the case last year. Now, and it, and it says here in the website, uh, once again, thesmokinggun.com, uh, it says here, in addition to the time behind bars, judge suspended Beverly's driver's license for a year and ordered him to pay about $700 in fines and court costs. That's it. Uh, right. Oh, did you see his picture? That's why. Oh. Yeah. Young. He's white. Young and white. After he blew a red light in front of a squad car, police began chasing his 2017 Suzuki, which he weaved in and out of traffic while running additional lights. Then my boy had a Suzuki. I love a it. Suzuki, baby. You feel all me? All-wheel mm-hmm. drive. Yeah. That nigga had all-wheel drive. All-wheel drive. I have no. I don't know shit about it. I'm just repeating things that sound like it would make it seem like I know what I'm talking about. Like manly stuff? Yeah, manly stuff. Got See, it. I did it again. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so um so it's 2017 Suzuki. So he was weaving in and out of traffic and he was like running red lights all all crazy, but he was traveling at well over a hundred miles per hour. So while he was fleeing, get this, his passenger, you forget, there was somebody uh-huh. on this bitch with uh-huh. him. Uh-huh. His passenger Okay, later told police that she was screaming at him to stop, but he refused. She's lying. That's what she said. I, I would have been over 100 miles she's an hour in a police chase lying. on a first date, she's, and you don't know him? Nah. She's only saying that because she didn't want to go to jail. I'm pretty sure she was screaming for dear life. That's one thing if you are the one driving it, but when you're stuck in a motorcycle that's going 100 miles an hour, weaving in and out of traffic where you could die at any moment. No, I don't think that's something she wanted to do. Let's do it. She had no control of the motorcycle. She had to trust a man that she didn't know. No. Let's do it. She was scared. Let's go 100 miles an hour. Let's not. Let's. You know I know how to drive. (laughs) Okay. You don't trust my driving. No. No. So, referring to Beverly... Uh, the, and the woman, a cop, noted that it was their first date. Now, upon being apprehended at an intersection, he confessed and stated he was trying to show off for his date. So court records show that he uh, works for a roofing, a roofing company and uh, has previously been convicted of grand theft, cocaine possession, mm. passing a bad check, Jesus. and probation violation. Oh, F- right, and get this. Now, here's 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 the kicker. Following a 2019 motorcycle crash, <laughs> he was cited for reckless driving and uh, driving an unregistered vehicle. So he's already crashed before so he's just, in the past. He's a career uh, criminal when he's it comes to He's a career offender, man. So he was arrested... Also in April for allegedly what slapping and strangling an ex girlfriend. The prosecutors dropped felony and misdemeanor counts after the victim requested this case not be prosecuted. So yeah, he's a winner. You ask me, this is a really bad way to realize this is not someone I want to be with. Like for a first date, like if a first date goes wrong, oh okay, that sucks. But this was a first date that just went bizarre wrong. <laughs> like she was in a high speed police chase. What a dude she didn't know who had a pass, <laughs> like a pass pass. That's crazy. What would you have done if you were in the back of his motorcycle? For I, real. I would have told him keep going. 
You're out of your mind. You I think you me. just say things to say things. You know me. I'm off for the moment. Go, 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 go. They won't get you. Go, <laughs> go, 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 go. Meanwhile, I'm going to tell the cops, I told him stop. He would not listen to me, officer. You are full of shit. He would not fucking listen to me, and I feared for my fucking life. Oh, you fear for your life now? I want him prosecuted to the fullest extent <laughs> of the law. The fullest. <laughs> just the halfest or the fullest? The fullest. Ah, understood. I wanted to make sure I got that. Yo, it's the Professionally Silly Podcast. Anything that you can take from this podcast episode, it's don't cook your chicken in NyQuil or any other type of medication for that matter. Also, NyQuil is disgusting and why anyone would disrespect chicken like that is beyond me. It's rude as fuck. Also, don't let your cell phone disrespect you like mine did. Professionally silly life rules. You weren't here for that. No. A lot happened. Uh Oh. Yes. But next week. Talk about it. Next week, we talk about a guy who has more kids than Nick Cannon. I mean, a, way more kids. Yeah, way more kids than Nick, than Nick Cannon. And we're going to talk about a man who had an affair who is currently having a baby with his wife. And he DM'd a woman that he cheated with to ask her if he could name his soon-to-be-born baby after her. That was a mouthful. What? Yeah. Yeah. That and more on the Professionally Silly Podcast next week for part two. What? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Plus. You can't just leave me like that. That's how I get them to come back. It's a trap. What? And then you come back and it's me eating a sandwich for 20 minutes. I'm furious. I'm furious But also next week, Mello, who also has his own podcast, The Tea Kettle, he's going to join us for part two and he's got his own stories that he wants to share. So it's going to be fun. I don't know anymore. You feel some type of way. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. Yo, subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform that you're using so that you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. Also, do your girl a favor and leave me a five star and written review of this podcast on whichever platform you're listening to. We we talked about that last week as to why and how it is super, super important. So I hope that you guys go ahead and do me that favor. Check out the podcast, Twitter, and Instagram at It's Pro Silly, I-T-S-P-R-O-S-I-L-L-Y. And of course, check out the Professionally Silly podcast group on Facebook. We, we have so much fun there. Olivia, and she's pretty much running that page as really? far as I'm concerned. Really? Yeah, she posts the most, man. I love it. If you have any drama, any stories you want to share, any experiences, any, anything, honestly, hit us up. Or if you just want some advice from the Smile Squad listeners or from us, you can send in all that stuff to itsprofessionallysilly at gmail.com. That's down in the show notes. And don't forget, you can even text my Google voice number or give it a call. Leave a message. 805-664-1828. And I think I can probably find a way to disguise your voice if it's something so embarrassing or something like that so we can disguise who you are. You can you can call in. You can talk to us. And if you uh, like to be anonymous, you know, let me know when you contact me. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening. I am glad that you're here. And if this is your first time, come on back. Join in on the silly and binge all the episodes you haven't heard yet. Uh, that's what I want to do. Once again, check out the tea kettle. 
Hey. With Mello. Appreciate it. His podcast is also available in several platforms as well. Check out the show notes for our bonus stuff, social media. My link tree has all my most used social medias and platforms. I got TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all of that stuff in one spot. My P.O. Box is down there too. P.O. Box 533 Lovejoy, Georgia 30250. Once again, it's your audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones. And thank you so much for listening to the Professionally Silly Station here on Anchor FM, where I take my silliness seriously. Enjoy it while you can and come take it seriously with me right here on the Professionally Silly Podcast. All right, it's silly out here, y'all. They were so kind to me, bro. Like, no. The only thing is, is it wasn't a person who didn't recognize me. All right. Strong ass engine. Shit. So Anand Saeed was convicted of um, Adnan. Uh, of, how do you say his name? I think it's Adnan. Anand. Adnan Saeed was uh, convicted of strangling. Ad- Adnan, Adnan, right? Yes. So, oh, so then put this part in, uh, put this in when he was charged with, when he was charged and, um, let's talk about it. Sorry, it's the, I'm not sure about that. Jesus Christ. Nobody asked you a year later. I don't know. Let me do that again. Adnan was only 16. No, that's wrong. <laughs> Peace. Oh shit. Well, he found his way in. <laughs> yeah, white boy Trent is yeah. in the building. That's, he says, fuck this. Yeah. Fuck you guys. I'm That's Chris's here. dog. That's funny as shit. Hush up, boy. You know what I'm saying? Where, where am I? God damn it. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, 